my favorite thing in the world is? When someone talks shit and backs it up. <laughs> Nothing made me more happy than Frank Clark talking a bunch of shit and then going otherworldly and not only getting a couple sacks, making the sack that won the game for the Kansas City Chiefs because they're going to the motherfucking Super Bowl. And then his interview, otherworldly. You see that trophy with my owner's name on it? That's all there! Like, he, he couldn't even see. He was, like, looking up into the skies. Kansas City's winning the Super Bowl. Welcome to Fad Pod. This is me, the Chiefs fan. Number one Chiefs fan, Matt Dustman. This podcast is about me now. It's been 50 years. I've only been alive for 28. So I haven't lived to see this day. I cried. I collapsed. Some friends that were with me, they could they could attest to it. The the Sammy Watkins catch happened, and like there was like this, what, what did Nick Wright say? Fifty four year, fifty four fifty years of like playoff sadness was coming off our shoulders. Like we're going to the Super Bowl, and then it's like I had to rein it back in immediately when I realized maybe it's a little too soon. There's six minutes to go in the game, and they just got forty yards on a fake punt. Let's bring that back a little bit, and I got nervous again because like. <laughs> It would be the most Kansas City thing in the world to put it to the other team's throats, score the dagger with six minutes to go to go up by three possessions, almost four possessions, and then lose the game because they scored, got an onside kick, and scored. That would be the most Kansas City thing ever. my question is, hi, everybody. Welcome to Football After Dark. My name is Nate Kuyper. Uh, Matt Dustman is here. I am. Justin Cutlip is here. Oh, hey, I can talk now. Corey Clemens is asleep. Yeah, he's very asleep. Um, Our Patreon, Tom, is here. He is the uh, resident 49ers fan. You can, if you like to hear what Tom thinks about the Super Bowl, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Yep. And listen to the deep cut where we talked about it for a couple That's minutes. right. I'm putting Tom behind a paywall. <laughs> um, and, uh, but anyway, um, so Matt. What's up, th- th- this, this is This is going to be an interview to Matt now, basically. Oh, hi. It's me. I'm on the mic. Um, so, Matt. Yeah, what's up, B? What I want to know. Uh-huh. That fake pun happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, how was your re- what was your reaction to that? It was like a little stupefied. Like, it was kind of like a, you had to know this was coming. There's no way they were actually punting this ball. But yeah. then it goes down to 40 yards, and then Tannehill throws a touchdown pass, three play, two plays, three plays later. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because what does Kansas City do on their next drive? Punt. They went three and out and punted. Yeah. And Damien Williams ran out of bounds on first down. <laughs> yeah, he did. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I like, because before that drive, before that touchdown happened and that drive happened, I was like already texting my sisters because they were asking, oh, how's dad? Are we going to the Super Bowl? We're going to the Super Bowl. Book it, baby. I was jumping up and her down. I was all around. Like, I was screaming, almost losing my voice. I like love how happy your how intrigued your sisters were. Like they were like, "Are we going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, like, is Dad happy? Yeah, because we're fucking going." And then I was like, and then like, fifteen minutes later, I had to backtrack it. I was like, "Well, hold on, the game's not over yet." <laughs> oh, that's the worst feeling when you gotta like wait. Well, I'm excited, but I gotta pull back because. Now, how old's your dad? Your dad's been alive for the entire... Yeah, yeah, he's been alive. The he was entire alive drought. When they won. He was yeah. alive when they won, because he's like 59 or something. Yeah, so he's so. been alive for the entire drought. Mm-hmm. The 50 years... Well, that's funny, because uh, when I... Because I, I should have been home watching it with him, but I, I wasn't. I was with friends. It isn't... Uh, da, 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 were you watching? Can't... 
blah, that was the week before. And kind of going it. through text messages, going through text messages. Yeah, I think it was when I was talking with him on the phone. Like, when I finally picked, you got, got him to pick up because his sister called first. My aunt called him first right after they won. He was talking with her. And he's like, well, you didn't have to wait 50 years. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, you're right. I waited 28. <laughs> you waited just over half. And to watch the savior, Patty Cakes Mahomes, PM2. 2 p.m. The man MVP of 2019. He doesn't 2018. wear. He doesn't wear number two. Yeah, but if for some reason he's called 2 p.m. I don't know because Patrick Mahomes is second. That's why. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I've never heard anybody call him 2 p.m. Why is he? He's, time? Well, because it's fun to say, and he's some of his shirts say 2 p.m. on it. I don't know. Why is that? Why is it a time? I don't know why it's a time, dude. PM two is not as much fun to say as 2 p.m. Because it's a time, not a person's name. Well, fuck you. It's better than Showtime. <laughs> yeah, fuck no, ESPN and Showtime. That's the worst nickname for someone. I'm glad they dropped it because it was not sticking. Oh, Showtime Mahomes. Like, no, dude, that doesn't work. Please don't, yeah. No. If anything, just nickname him Ketchup. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'd be okay with that. I like Ketchup. I used to put it on everything. He does put it on everything. I know that's why he's a man after my own heart. I bet I bet you can't wait till he makes $45 million. Well, that's why we need to win the Super Bowl now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was, that was the next thing I was going to ask you was was the impending the impending contract for a young Patrick Mahomes that is set to shake the NFL it, to its core. Not only is it going to be like forty five million dollars because he, he's going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league at that time. There there have been talks that the, the contract's going to be structured to increase his salary as the salary cap increases every year. So, like, he gains an increase in salary in proportion to how much the sa- – because the salary cap goes up every year. Mm-hmm. He's just going to eat the salary cap increase. Yes, basically. That's it. That's literally the worst that's deal on the That's not good at all. No. That's not good at all. What talking about? Because that's what Russell Wilson wanted to do. That was almost in Russell Wilson's contract. Oh, my God. So, whatever – like, whatever the extra amount that they get in the following year, Pat's like, that's, that's mine. Well, a percentage of a it. A percentage yes. of it. Oh, no. Yeah, his, his salary increases based on what the salary cap is. And I'm like, oh, my God. No. And then, and then you have the interviews of Kelsey, like, I want to be a chief for life. I hope you mean that. You want to take, like, a couple million dollar pay cut? You want to you take a couple million dollars? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'll take, like, two million. No, 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 like, not two million. We're talking, like. You want to take a $10 million pay cut? <laughs> you want to you wanna make a league minimum, Travis Kelsey? <laughs> Yeah, you want to make like six hundred thousand dollars? How about you just uh, make Pat take the discount, or uh, I would love if Pat took the discount. He comes from a rich him. sports family. He if Pat took money. the discount, the Chiefs will win the next six Super Bowls. You damn right they would. Yeah, so like that's why he might do it. Nah, the only person that's ever done that is Brady. And I even now, Brady kind of no wants one's money. ever, no one else is ever going to do that. That's because Brady has won. Six Super Bowls. Also, there's no he way in hell that okay. Listen. It's all. It's also because there's no way in hell that he would ever make as much money as his wife has already made. Plus, right. I think so. He the, didn't care. Plus, the players' union gets involved in that kind of shit, and I feel like yeah, the players' union like like no, this player deserves to be this because he can't be making less than him and hoopada hoopada like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why there needs to be a separate salary cap for quarterbacks. For the sake of the team, Patrick Mahomes needs to make less money than Jared Goff. I agree. I mean, I agree. All the stats are there that when most of your money goes to the quarterback, your team doesn't make the playoffs or they play bad. Yep. Ever since the, what did they say? Ever since the 
Mike Greenberg had it on the show. Um, yeah, ever since the merger, uh, no. No quarterback who has ever been in the top five in cap hit has ever won the Super Bowl. But then obviously it was like, but no quarterback's ever been as good as Pat. And we're like, that's not the point. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has been as good as Pat, and he only got one Super Bowl when he right. was still on a cheap contract. Right. It's very hard to win a Super Bowl. That's literally how Here's it happens. Thing. Oh, I fell asleep. I can roll over now. Oh, Corey's up. Woo! Corey's on the way. Come on in, buddy. We literally just started. Um, Now, the Patrick Mahomes contract... I actually thought about this the other day. Do you want to know who is really dreading the Patrick Mahomes contract? Tell me. The Baltimore Ravens. Because of Lamar Jackson? Because of Lamar Jackson. <clears throat> I bet you it's all going to... All all teams that need to sign... like it, It'll affect Dak Prescott. It'll affect uh, Kirk Cousins. It'll affect... like it, uh, if this, You're if, not as good as Pat Mahomes, but they don't... They don't need to be as good as Pat Mahomes. They can just say, well, look how much money he's worth. I could be worth this much. Yeah. That's really all the agents are going to do is like, oh, well, yeah, but my clients won more games. Mm. Well, yeah, because he's been in the league longer. Like, Dak's obviously going to win more games than Pat. Dak's been in the league two more years than Pat has. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's agents irritate me. Sports agents irritate me. But the Patrick Mahomes contract obviously won't kick in, even if they give it to him now. Uh, the contract can't kick in until uh, two years from now, because yep, because next year he's no, next year's the last year of his rookie deal. Yeah, but then he has the the fifth year extension, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which will likely just get voided and will become the new contract. Basically, is usually yes. what they do. Mm -hmm. So this is next year's the the last year that Patrick Mahomes is going to be making single digits. So the Chiefs got. One year. <laughs> One year left. And that's then, what's scary. That's why. And, then, it, that now it, and I think we we kind of, like, I forget where I saw it, but it just puts it in decent perspective. We get spoiled by Brady. Like, him going to the Super Bowl as much as he has, it's not the norm. It's an anomaly. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's ever happened before. It's something that may never happen again. You don't really know. So when you hold other quarterbacks up to this standard... Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl. Drew Brees only has one Super Bowl. Well, yeah. fuck, man. Dan Marino has zero Super Bowls. Yeah. You know how hard it is to get and win a Super Bowl? There's yeah. only been 52 of them. 53 of them. Hey, here's here's a fun thing. It really doesn't matter. It really what doesn't do you mean? matter. What do you mean? It doesn't matter. The, the, a Super Bowl is a nice cherry on top of your career. And that's what it is. I guess, but I you mean, can, the Super Bowl is going to put Eli dude, Manning in the Hall of Fame. There are there are and it shouldn't. There are players that will disagree with you so hard. I know, and they and they can. That's fine. Like they didn't. Like that's the big game. It means everything to you. But if if once you're done, once you're done, you could be a shitty player and make the Super Bowl <laughs> and get a ring. Yeah, and that's and nobody's going to fucking care. Yeah, if you're if you're not like actually a part of the reason you, they win. Yeah, sure. Like, the backup left guard for the Giants got a Super Bowl when Eli Manning beat Tom Brady and ended the 18-0 season. In the modern era of football... I'm sure that guy probably still, like, I'm sure that player is still like, no, dude, I love the fact that I won a Super Bowl. I mean, no, I'm not saying it's not a great thing and it's not literally the best thing that can happen to you. I'm talking about a further outlook, pull back further. When, you, when you're, at the end of the day, when you're looking at Drew Brees' career... Yeah. I think the milestones he has outweighs the Super Bowl. 
I think the I think the milestones outweigh the Super Bowl, but I also think only having one Super Bowl holds him back because so what? When you compare, see the that's I, that's the thing. Matt brought up the point. Like Brady's the anomaly. Like you can't really compare him. Well, but that's the thing to anybody because. Literally, we've never seen anything well, like what Brady modern, has done. In the modern era of the NFL, I guess it might not be the case anymore because it looks like the Patriots dynasty is dying. But it was that much harder to win a Super Bowl than before. Yeah. Because you had to usually go up against the Patriots. I and guess that's They yeah. were just better than you anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was already really fucking hard to win a Super Bowl before. This whole last 20 years is just going to be like this weird period of time where like... 20 years from now, football fans are going to look back like, what happened? In How this the hell did one team go to get to the AFC Championship as many times as they did, go to eight Super Bowls and win six of them? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how? Because the history before it that is vastly diverse. Does not exist. The history after it will be vastly diverse. You have, you have brief too. little windows of, like, obviously... The 70 Steelers that went yeah. to four Super Bowls in five years. Right. I mean, the 49ers themselves have five. So you have the yeah. 90s. The 80s and 90s, 49ers winning a few. You have the Cowboys with a few. But that's the thing is like those dynasties lasted what? Five, six years. Five, six years. This has lasted 20. Right. So it's going to it's gonna appear like it's almost going to look like something's wrong. Like football historians like back when like we're all dead and like people are looking back at football, whether it's around or not. People are going to look at this like what happened in this 20 years? Like how did this one team just dominate everybody like what was going on and i kind of like this whole i kind of like that whole idea of you know the super bowl being this thing that i don't like to say it's the chair on top i really feel like i because i was messaging i was messaging my brother about this and we talking about pat i was like pat needs a super bowl because it validates what everyone's been saying it's about va- it validates what everyone is saying about him because the problem with marino is that he was like oh yeah but he was great and they say, oh, well, he never won a Super Bowl. It's like, oh, well, why does that matter? I'm like, well, because he was in a lot of playoff games. And if he was so great and he was supposed to be this, like, otherworldly talent and no one was supposed to be better than him, why didn't he win? There's a and, lot more factors. Oh, no, there's a, there is a whole lot more factors that go into it. Right. But it still becomes, again, I go back to my old. Well, sure, I guess if you're a normie making normie points. No, no, no. I, I go back to my, I go back to my <laughs> old. No, no, no. Listen, I go back to my old thing whenever I used to get into arguments about why Brady is the GOAT and why people don't think he is, but he is. It's because the quarterback position is so – there's so many different things that go into the quarterback position that are right. out of your control and in your control yeah. that you have to take literally everything into consideration. You can't just be a stats guy because there is not a single stat that a quarterback is solely responsible for. Quarterback yeah. can't throw a touchdown if the guy doesn't catch it. Right, yeah, there's multiple like you, Yeah, you can't get yards if the guy doesn't catch it and run. So you can't just be a stat guy, but then you also just can't be a wins guy because obviously so much more goes into winning other than just the play of the quarterback. We just saw Jimmy Garoppolo win a quarterback win a game where he threw eight passes. Right. You know, we saw Tim Tebow win a game where he only threw six. You know, he completed two. <laughs> so that's why you need to include everything. And that's what I've told yeah. everybody is you need to include every single aspect of it. You can't just leave things out, which is why quarterbacks like Breeze and like Rodgers, the fact that they only have one Super Bowl hurts them. Because when you see other guys that have three or four or five or six, you get this idea like, like 
you just want there to be that extra, like, like I said, like just more stuff to add into it, right? Like, there's a lot of the, a lot of those five thousand yard seasons that Drew Brees threw for the Saints went seven and nine. So, like, like Jameis Winston threw five thousand yards this year. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. Well, but he also threw a million picks. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Actually, people care about right is the thirty interceptions. That's a great that that puts you in the Hall of Fame right there. If you're in my opinion, Jameis Winston got lock for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> First guy ever to throw thirty and thirty. But no, I do think that the Patriots have really, like you said, kind of spoiled everybody, yeah. and thinking that this is what a great like you. This is what the the norm is when really it's the greatest um, anomaly in the, the history of the NFL. It, it almost and then all of sports, it, all of honestly, sports, almost, yeah, almost outside of like the Boston Celtics in the yeah. early fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. That won like eleven titles, but that was just because they had Bill Russell, and he was the you know he was just twenty years beyond his time. Mm-hmm. Basically, I don't know, man. I I think, call, I think I think Cowherd put it into good perspective one time where he was like, "You people do realize that for a long time, Peyton Manning had a losing record in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like he was below he was below five hundred at some points in his career. Peyton Manning was." He's like, it's hard. It's hard to win in the NFL. It's very, very hard. The Patriots have spoiled everyone into thinking that this is what a dynasty is supposed to look like. And that is not what a normal dynasty looks like. Dynasties are often... The perfect example of what a dynasty looks like is the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Quick, brief, two Super Bowls. They won one, they lost one at the end, and then it was over. That's the normal type of football dynasty that we get. The 49ers with Kaepernick. Yep. Two, like three quick little years where it was right up there with them in Seattle. They were winning double-digit games. They went to a Super Bowl. They lost. They went to a bunch of NFC Championships games. And then, bam, they were done. Like these little three- to four-year windows. Like pockets of, win- pockets of windows. Right, window pockets, pockets of windows. And then the window shuts. And then you got to wait a couple years. And you have the quarterback, and you have you cycle through all those bad teammates and bad draft classes and injury-riddled seasons and stuff. And then you have a season like, kind of like how the Packers had this year, right? Where it's yeah. like, ooh, we have some good free agents. We had a good draft class. Aaron Jones is finally playing good. Our offensive line is healthy. And you can go 13-3. and three. Now, yeah. you're going to lose to a team that's better than you. Which is, I guess, the tr- way we transition to the 49ers San Fran game or the 49ers Green Bay game. Which, if you if you at any point were watching that game, think, wow, like this is shock. This is not shocking. This has nothing to do with Aaron being bad. No. This has nothing to do he with wasn't Aaron. Bad in that game. No, no, no. This has nothing to do. He was bad early. Yeah, right. Um, he, Traditional. Is, he played one good half. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Aaron being washed. It has nothing to do with Aaron Jones not being good. Devontae Adams not being good. It has nothing to do with that. This is. A horrific mismatch. Yep, we were saying we've been saying it for weeks now. J- just personnel. Ever since week eleven, we've been saying yeah, this. Yeah, it's a personnel mismatch. It's a coaching mismatch. It's a scheme mismatch. Everything about the 49ers and Green Bay, going back even before Jimmy Garoppolo was there, for some crazy reason, it's just this weird. What the 49ers are good at, the Packers are bad at. Yep. Yeah, and that was my whole thing all week long on Twitter. Yeah. I just kept sharing things like, look at all of the things that San Fran's good at. Green Bay's bad <laughs> at stopping all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, 
been, I've been I've been trying to tell people that for a while now, and even before the playoffs, I was you like, have, if "We see San Fran in the playoffs, we lose." Even as like one of the better Green Bay fans I know, you've been super trying to just temper expectations all year. I mean, I knew what it was. Everybody, everybody knew that Green Bay. Once the Saints got knocked out by Minnesota, which I think it also is a bad miss up matchup, Minnesota and and the Saints. I think mm. it's a terrible matchup for the Saints. Once the Saints got knocked out, I think everybody was like, "Okay, unless San Fran loses." Like San Fran's gonna go right. Like that's what I thought. The only way Green Bay is gonna get to the Super Bowl is someone's got to beat San Francisco. Like that's the only way because it's just such a horrible mismatch. Mm-hmm. That's and what I, I thought the whole time is that San Fran had to lose before they got before they got to the championship game. And that was the only way Green Bay was making it to the Super Bowl. And even then, they probably squeaked by and then get crushed by Patrick Mahomes. It was it was once. I mean, I don't think they would have gotten. I think the Green Bay Kansas City matchup would have been. Vastly different than this one. And obviously, we're going to get to the matchup itself eventually. But Green Bay, Kansas City, I think, would have been very different. Because I think both teams would have went into it with the game plan and the expectation of, all right, these are the two best arm talents that we've seen since Dan Marino. And they're going to have to outduel one another. Like, it's going to have to come down to that. I think in that scenario, Patrick Mahomes wins that. I mean, Kansas City almost beat Green Bay earlier in the season with Matt Moore. Right. Yeah. I think our offense was too much. Is too much for the Green Bay no, defense. No, at that point we were a little rockier. There's, and, uh, there's the team wasn't fully as as together as it was at that point. Like, I don't, people you got to remember, like Green Bay had a very rocky start to this season, and they they squeaked by with some really dumb wins, and then they, they got pushed around in a couple games, they but won still. A lot of games. And they won really some start. games that, that, of course, that Monday night game against Detroit that they shouldn't have won. The, the art games against Detroit are historically fucked up. Yeah. Like, literally every time. I'm, it, Hail I'm Marys. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Backup I, quarterbacks. People get surprised when Detroit almost beats us every time they play. It's like, it literally happens every fucking year. <laughs> I mean, that's what divisional matchups do. Right. The, Detroit gets so close to beating us every single time, every fucking year, and they beat us. Then they, a lot of the time, they actually beat us once. So. I'm not surprised by those I, games. Those two games, whatever. It's that divisional matchup. I know what it is, and I throw it in the trash. Um, I'm, I'm losing his name. Uh, Greg Cosell, that was it. Uh, he does the NFL Films uh, matchup show on ESPN. Yeah. And he was asked, like, what happened? What What is going on with this Green Bay defense when they play the pack, when they play the, the 49ers? And he said, honestly, Mike Pettin, and this goes back to when Mike Pettin was in um, Cleveland Ooh, as their yikes. coach. Okay. Yeah, exactly what you're going to say. Mike Pettin loves nickel and dime packages. Yep, he sure schemes, does. He schemes his whole defense around it. What he runs. He loves big DB sets that 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 focus on coverage, keeping everything in front of you, rushing the passer. He do, whenever he gets forced into using like base personnel. It's just not something that he's comfortable doing, and he's not. He can't be as creative as he wants to be. And the 49ers are basically like, yeah, we're gonna use two tight ends and a fullback. So you're you're playing you're playing, playing a fr- with fire basically. You're, you're 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 playing with four DBs. If you play with five DBs, you're screwed. So it was basically like it's damned if you do, damned if you don't for Mike Pettin. Because if Mike Pettin goes out there with his normal nickel and dime safeties, he's got cornerbacks out there trying to fend off blocks from George Kittle. 
Yeah. And they're going to get eaten alive. But then if he goes out there with his base personnel, right, with only four or three DBs, he's not accustomed to calling defenses that way. So that's where this whole mismatch comes in is that Kyle Shanahan, because Kyle Shanahan is amazing. (laughs) Kyle Shanahan knows that. Oh, my God. Did you guys see the thing where uh, he called the holding? Did you see that video? That is, Justin. Mm -hmm. Before the person gets here that's not going to be impressed by that, because Corey (laughs) will not be impressed by that, let's just, uh, like, for a second, (laughs) can I just be impressed by that? That was so good, dude. Dude, Dan Orlovsky broke it down on Twitter. If you guys don't follow Dan Orlovsky, follow Dan Orlovsky on Twitter. He's He does some really, really cool stuff with film, and I really like it a lot. Dan Orlovsky broke it down. He's like, the reason why Kyle Shanahan knew that was going to happen is because the second they came out, he was like, all right, Kittle's out wide. He's got man-to-man coverage. The corner is playing the outside shoulder, right, of Kittle. Yeah. Because Blake Martinez, who, by the way, I, think, I can't remember if it was Corey or Matt last episode who said, all right, who's going to be the Packers player that Kyle Shanahan fucks all game long? It was Blake Martinez. And it was, man, was it Blake Martinez. Yep. Like, oh boy, did he abuse Blake Martinez that game. And here, classic example, Blake Martinez is the middle linebacker, right? He's taking away any inside breaking route, right? Because he's reading the quarterback. Yeah. Right? So the corner, I don't think it was Alexander. I think it was King. Yeah, it was. Um. King's man-to-man on Kittle. Mm -hmm. So King doesn't want Kittle to break outside because if he breaks outside, there's no help out there, right? He wants to force Kittle back inside. So the second the play call comes through and Kyle Shanahan realizes that in a split second, like, oh, wait, Kittle's running an outbreaking route. King's going to try to pin him to the inside because that's where the help is. There's no help outside. He's going to hold him. So So Kyle Shanahan walks over to the ref and he's like, hey, <laughs> he, he breaks outside. He's gonna break outside, and he's gonna not let him watch. Which a lot of people came was like the the coach coaches shouldn't be doing that. Coaches shouldn't be trying to yeah, influence. But he just the- he just read the defense. He saw him lined up on the outside, knowing he was gonna try to keep him inside. So when he tried to break outside, he was gonna be forced into holding him. Right. Yep. Anyone with a decent mind could see that. It's just silly oh. that he was telling the ref. Oh my god! And then somebody's like, "Oh, I bet coaches do this all the time." And play, like players are like, "No, they don't." Yeah, no, no, they don't. No. That doesn't happen. Coaches don't call penalties before they happen. That's not what they do. And I mean, you could argue like, okay, it was a five-yard penalty. Who cares? But no, it's, it's still it's, impressive. It's still so incredibly impressive. Yeah. In a different way than like the whole Sean McVay thing is, where he can remember every play from every game. That's like impressive in a sense. Like, wow, like he's got a really good memory. Yeah. Kyle probably can't do that, but Kyle just – Adam Lefko talks about it all the time where uh, coaches have analytics people. Some coaches do. They have the analytics guys in their headset saying, mm-hmm. hey, this play has 72% chance. They run this coverage 85% of the time. All that type of stuff, right? To my knowledge, the 49ers do not have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan just knows that. Kyle Shanahan just has this like instinct of he knows what you're going to do and he knows how to attack it and he knows what people to attack. And another thing Greg Cosell talks a lot about is that offense is designed to create the read for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like this is going to sound kind of like a knock on Jimmy Garoppolo, but the 49ers offense is designed to Jimmy knows where he's going with the ball. 
most like on most of the plays. Right. Like, it was like, oh well, that's the every offense works like that. Oh yeah, but most offenses work like okay, this is your first read, and if he's open, throw it. The 49ers offense is different. The 49ers offense is like, okay, Jimmy, look at this guy, but you're not going to throw to him, right? The whole reason you're looking at this guy is to pull that safety over so you can throw to this guy. And you're throwing to that guy no matter what. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why Jimmy throws a lot of interceptions because Jimmy is, I'm throwing the ball here. And either I'm going to be accurate and it's going to be a catch or I'm not going to be accurate and it's going to be broken up or an interception. Now, when they get off script, Jimmy still plays well. Obviously, Jimmy, you can't be on script the whole game. I mean, again, he's got the most fourth quarter comebacks this year. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He's got he's, five or six of them. People knock him a lot, but it is a lot of They his, had to come back twice against the Cardinals. He literally his, had to come back twice against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. A lot of his statistical, quote, shortcomings this year are literally from uh, no necessity to do with that. Yeah. He doesn't have to do, like... He doesn't have to throw the ball Jared Goff amount of times a game because he has a consistent running game that's really good on that team with a great scheme from Kyle Shanahan. So he doesn't, he doesn't have to, he can throw eight passes. Oops, sorry. Dude, every single kicking my mic stand. Every single time excited. during that game, every single time one of the 49ers players did pre-snap motion, I giggled. Dude, <laughs> so much. I giggled. I was like I was like, dude, Kyle Shanahan's rubbing it in. It's amazing. If you guys didn't know, the Packers were, I believe, the worst defense in the league as far as yards per play on plays where the offense had pre-snap motion. Mm-hmm. And every single, almost, I think the only plays I counted that there wasn't any was maybe three. And mm-hmm. I watched that entire game. Every single time, there was just like a little, like Kittle would just move like a little bit. He would just like scoot a little bit. I'm like, he, I would <coughs> just scoot. giggle. Little scoot scoot. Oh, I would just giggle. Because I'm like, oh, Kyle Shanahan, you're a bitch. Like, you're such an asshole. The, the like, Niners do pre-snap motion like significantly more than any other team in the NFL. And it's free information. Yes. Yep. It's all it's just free information. I mean again that's why the Chiefs use it. They don't use as much as the 49ers. I think they're second most. They are. But like I Well, a lot of the what the Chiefs do is the it's it's a different type of motion. The 49ers are doing it to get information. The Chiefs do it to try to make the defense panic. Mm. Because who's 99% of the time who's the guy in motion? It, Hill or It's Hill, Hill or Hartman. Hartman. So, what the Chiefs are doing it for is like, uh-oh, <laughs> Tyreek's running. Like, that, they're trying to make the defense panic, whereas the 49ers are just trying to get information. Mm. Whereas the Chiefs are, like, just as likely to actually give the ball to Hill or Hardman on those plays. The 49ers normally don't. The 49ers are just doing it just to be like, ha-ha, we got you. But I think the Chiefs' offense is a lot more, like, like obviously they're the bigger play offense, so whenever they can try to get the defense to just randomly panic, that's when you can get something sneaky up the middle, or mm-hmm. Pack can you know buy a little bit extra time moving around, and Kelsey can get open, or Watkins can get free down the field, or you got Robinson underneath because people like to forget about Demarcus Robinson, but he exists. I think the reason why they forget about Demarcus Robinson is because he has a he has a tendency to drop passes. <laughs> Not in the Super Bowl. There's no tendency yet. In the Super Bowl? Yeah, not yet. Hasn't been established yet. That's because he may not have a ball thrown at him. That's okay. He, he, he's going to be the difference maker. As long as LaShawn McCoy doesn't touch the ball, we'll be good. You went full circle on that. You went from like, man, LaShawn McCoy is going to come in. We're saving him for the playoffs. He's going to come in and play great. And you're like, I don't want him to touch the ball. 
I don't want I in a perfect world I don't even want him on the field. He doesn't really need to. No, Damian Williams has been playing like a beast. out of his little mind. Yeah. He's ever since he came back in God. week seventeen. This Kansas City Chiefs seems some special, baby. He's been a monster, They're good. man. They're good. They're in the Super Bowl, of course yeah, they're of course good. They're 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 right they're 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 right they're Kansas City's in the motherfucking Super Bowl. <laughs> and I'm not gonna let you forget it until we Maybe lose, but I don't think we are. They're my they're my favorite to win. I mean, they're the Vegas favorite to win. Is it? Well, how much is it by? Two and a half points. Is it two two and a half points? It's basically a pick'em. But it's just God fucking damn it! I can't listen to sports media. I can't listen to us talking about all the things that go against the Chiefs. Historically, the defense always beats the offense. Historically, we don't know what Patrick Mahomes is like at the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's just his weapons or if he's really good. I don't know if the Chiefs can win. All right, hot takes, McGee. Get the fuck out of here. It literally is Mahomes. We know there, is, there is a lot of um, historical things like Matt brought up. I think I saw... I think it was on Get Up. Like the Broncos beat the... The Broncos beat the Panthers. The Seahawks beat the... Who'd the Seahawks beat in this Broncos. Week? Seahawks beat the Broncos. Yeah, the Peyton's crazy year Broncos. Technically still the greatest, as far as like total touchdowns and total yards, like the highest went, totals ever. Like the guy went all the way back like in Super Bowl four. The Chiefs had one of the best defenses against the Vikings, one of the best offenses Chiefs won. Super Bowl one. Chiefs had the number one offense, went up against Green Bay's defense and lost. It's one of... <sighs> It's just so hard because you want to be like, wow, like history is really the only thing we can go off of. But at the same time, like this hasn't the level of offense that the Chiefs have, you could argue, has like really never been seen before. It's not like anything we've seen. But then you flip it to the other side and you're thinking, dude, this this San Fran front four is like six guys deep that would start on virtually every team in the league. So it's this weird like juxtaposition of like two things that we may have never seen before outside of like the purple people eaters with Minnesota mm. as far as four guys across the front that can just absolutely terrorize. And then, of course, you have the whole like sub arc of D Ford now like a part of the opposing team going against the Chiefs and he was the one that prevented them from going to the Super Bowl last year yeah, when he jumped right, off sides. Right. So there's this whole dynamic of like D Ford in this game of like what's his mindset going to be and how that's going to affect the 49ers. Are they going to want to come out there and be like, damn, dude, like D Ford, like this was his team last year and he jumped off sides and cost them the Super Bowl and now he's here and, they, and they're here. This is like the D Ford Bowl. It almost is the default bowl when you think about it. It's really weird. And then, like, okay, what what is the what is the base defense or the defense that the 49ers play most of? Cover three. Cover three. What is Patrick Mahomes the best against? Zone cover three. Ah! And if they switch to man, Mahomes has been beating everybody in man by running lately. It's just like... But then you think about it. Okay, well, what's the best way to deal with Mahomes? Drop everybody back and rush four. What are the 49ers really good at? Well, they drop everyone back and rush four. That's right. When, I mean, when the Titans did that, Mahomes made play of the year. <laughs> also, the, well, the Titans aren't as good. 
Yeah, they're not. They're not as good. But can I talk about that run for a second? Oh, that run was. Oh my god! When he faked out the D lineman while he was like running to the sidelines and looking all the way to the right, like he was still looking down the field to throw, which gave him enough of an angle to get around that guy to zoom down the sideline. That was an amazing play. God, I've never been so erect. One of the most impressive plays I've seen. <laughs> Oof. It's just one of the, it's like that play was the, oh, fuck, dude. Mahomes is willing this team. I, I want to, speaking of, speaking of being erect, I want to know how erect you guys think Darrell Revis was when he saw Richard Sherman get burned for basically the only time this whole year on that play and then put him on blast mm. on Twitter. Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah. I and then didn't. it it sparked Darrell Revis and Richard Sherman literally got into like a Twitter beef about like Sherman's not really a cover corner. He plays zone all game long and he doesn't travel, even though he did in that game against Green Bay. Yeah, he totally did. Yeah, he totally does. walked around with Devontae Adams on certain plays. He does that a lot. Um, Well, he didn't in Seattle. Right. And this year he hasn't really done it unless there was nobody on his side. Like, if they lined up and, like, the only person on his side was, like, a tight end, right? Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, obviously Sherman would flip over, you know. He also was, like, according to Pro Football Focus, who was unbiased, he was the best coverage player this year. Yeah. Like, that's just a fact. Like, he was. And they don't grade it just based on, like, oh, he didn't get a lot of passes thrown at him. No, they base it on, like, his coverage, his positioning, the releases that he allows. Mm. Like they take all of that in consideration. No, no, he was he was the best. They gave him the award. Like, no, you were the best one. Um, But Revis, it was like Revis was just waiting for that one play that Sherman got burned on. And then it started this big thing. And then every single debate talk show was like, would you rather have Richard Sherman or Darrell Revis? I'm like, dude, I don't fucking know. I'll take either of them. Yeah. I don't care. Honestly. Like, really? Like, who? what difference does it make? You're taking two of the top five corners to ever play the game. Like, who cares if one of them is third and one of them is fourth? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. That's it. I just didn't understand that whole, like, I don't even want to call it, like, a fight. It was just, I mean, the two of them were, like, beefing on Twitter. But then, like, everyone... In the media verse, was like, we gotta weigh in on this. Who was better? I don't know, man. Revis was a traditional cover corner. He really just played man to man all game long, you know, which shortened his career because you're. It's a lot more physical, physically demanding on you. And Revis had a lot of bad years. Man, Revis went to the Patriots that one year and sucked. Oh yeah, that was. I'm... He was awful. Yep. Sherman's been good forever. His entire career. Yeah, Sherman's been good his entire career. It's funny, I think a lot of people just forget about him, which is so strange. Because he's no longer part of the Legion of Boom. It, does, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's, he's in another Super Bowl. We have to make him cry again. Do you want to know what the one thing about that San Fran defense that I think gets not just not talked about, but it, it, like people are like, man, I just don't understand why they're so good. And it was something that I used to talk about with Seattle a lot. And again, this San Francisco defense is very similar to... The Seattle defense. Now, obviously, San Fran's front four right now is way better than Seattle's front four. Seattle was much more about their front four. Their front seven was like, like stable. Like they mm-hmm. had a couple good pass rushers. They had Bobby Wagner, who was really good. 
the majority of it was the back end with Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor and Sherman and Maxwell and Browner and all those guys. When they were playing the Denver Broncos, I remember I worked at my old job here up here in uh, where we are now, the bakery that I worked at. And my boss asked me before that Super Bowl, he was like, how do you like, what do you think about this game? Now, obviously, I, I have a disdain that is all the way to my core for Peyton Manning, which is fair. And that year was the most hatred I've ever had for Peyton Manning because that was the year where he threw for 5,555 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved Seattle because Seattle was the antithesis to that. They were the Marshawn Lynch. Russell West, Russell Wilson was young, didn't really throw the ball that much. They were just defense, running game, the exact opposite. And I remember telling my boss, I was like, I don't know who's going to win this game, but I can tell you right now it's going to be a blowout one of two ways. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, how do you know that? I'm like, because one of those two sides are going to impose their will on the other. Because it's either going to be that this Denver offense just hasn't seen this caliber of defense before and is not going to be able to adjust. Or the opposite, where this defense has just been preying on worse offenses. And this is going to be an offense that you haven't seen before. Well, the problem with the Denver offense was it was just nothing but... It was just a horizontal offense. Mm. It was crosses and slants and quick screens and stuff. And the way you beat that defense or the way you beat that offense is just tackle. That's it. Just tackle. And that's all Seattle did was just tackle them. When they get the ball, hit them, tackle them. Watch that Green Bay. Watch that Green Bay San Francisco game again. Just tackle. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Mosley. Yeah, they had that one screen pass that looked like it was going to be a touchdown. You wonder why it wasn't? Because Mosley tackled Devontae Adams. Just got him to the ground the second he caught it. That's it. Just keep everything in front of you. That's all this. That's all the back end of San Fran is. Keep everything in front of you and tackle. Don't let anything buy you. Now. Now. <laughs> that being said. That being said. When you have a guy who can get from one end zone to the other end zone at the snap. And then you have another guy who can get from the end zone to the 75-yard line at the snap, which is Hardman. It even it puts that much more pressure on that defensive front that they need to get there as soon as possible. And our offensive line has been playing out of their minds. Offensive line's been playing good. I So the only thing I can really come to as far as what I think is going to happen in this game is... As hard as it's going to be, we need to ignore the Kansas City offense and the San Fran defense because there's going to be points where maybe two or three drives in a row where San Fran just shuts the door because they're so good on that side. It's been Chiefs game also. Yeah, and then there's going to be other two or three possessions in a row where Kansas City just pops and they hit the one shot, they hit the one big play. They have a huge run from Mahomes, and they score. Both of the, the, those two sides of the ball are going to get theirs, right? Kansas City is going to get the de- the defense. The defense is going to get Kansas City. You need to flip it to the other side because this San Francisco offense, who's second in the league in points per game, by the way, needs to not do what the Titans tried to do, mm. which is just control the clock and try to shorten the game, the San Francisco 49ers need to do what they've basically done all year, and we'll flip it to what the Chiefs need to do, is be 
is be balanced. Like, people think that they're this team like, oh, man, they run the ball, like, 30 times a game. Well, no, they run the ball 30 times a game, but 20 of those times happen in the second half when they have a 30-point lead. Right. Right. It's the balance of they throw the ball on first down more than any other team, even more than the Chiefs do, which is wild to me. It is kind of messy, Um, yeah. Um. They have a bunch of backs they can use. They have a bunch of different receivers they can use, so they have to be balanced. And then Kansas City needs to do something that they've been doing recently, which is not being fooled by like play-action stuff, pre-snap motion stuff. They're one of the best de- – I think they're the third best defense in the league at defending play-action, which is interesting. Hmm. Because Kansas City, believe it or not, doesn't run it a lot. And when they do run it, they're actually worse. Which is weird. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's because nobody actually expects yeah, the city to run the ball. Yeah, it's because no one actually expects them to run. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's this weird dichotomy of like both sides of the ball for both teams. It's going to come down. To- it's, it's like a strength versus a strength. So like what San Fran's really good at offensively, like the mind games and the trying to trick you into knowing what you want to do. The Chiefs really don't fall for that type of stuff. The Chiefs have been really diligent with that, especially right. with their uh, morph, morph, and, and like change on the fly defense, where right. they decide man or zone at the snap or whatnot. Right. And, and Tyron Matthew playing uh, basically Troy Polamalu all over the field, doing what they need to with him. Kansas City's been the number three rushing defense since week ten. It's so impressive seeing what that defense has become. Like they they have the ability to stop the run. They've gone up against, like, so yeah, since week 10, they did give up 188 to Henry. And then I think they gave up 100 to um, Jacobs in Oakland. But other than that, it was like, shut down the Chargers running game, shut down the Bears. Well, they gave up 100 yard games um, to two of the best running backs this year. Yeah. Like, you gave up 288 yards to two really good running backs. And the second time we faced that really good running back, we held them to nice yardage. Yeah. Yep. I think that game was... 69. Can I tell you honestly what happened in that game? Yeah, tell me. Because early on in the game, Derrick Henry was ripping off those big runs, like those 8 to 12-yard runs early on. And then I'm not going to lie, I honestly think when they were up 17-7 to and Kansas City went down and scored, and then Tennessee punted, the second they punted, Mike Vrabel was like, fuck it. Mm. Like it, it went into, it's like he went into panic mode. Yeah, it's like it's Mike Vrabel because well, well, he needed to because he knew. Like he's like this, it's over at this point. They're gonna score every time they touch the ball from this point forward. So like it's once Kansas City gets some momentum. I'm telling you, we don't play good with a lead, so we got to spot the other team a couple possessions. That's why our first quarter scoring differentials shit, but then we win the game. <laughs> Matt literally went on this podcast and told all three of us. That Kansas City is statistically it's statistically proven that they are really bad with a lead. So they need to come from behind so, to get confidence and then win. Yeah. They need to come from behind to win. So I'm not I'm not worried if we go down fourteen nothing in the first quarter to the 49ers. He's worried if they go up fourteen nothing. Yes. I swear to God, if we're if we're up by two to three scores early in the first half, like some weird thing happens, we end up two to three scores ahead. I'm going to get scared because Andy going to get scared and Andy going to start running the ball. Man, and Damian Williams is going to start fumbling the ball. And not ready for it. All that being said, they're going to run three. They're going to run three running plays and then punt. And then that punt's going to get blocked. Well, and I obviously Court was supposed Kansas to be on City his way. Went. We don't know where he went, but I, I wanted to. He might not be coming. Just, I hope he does. Just no. put a bow on it. I want to say. It's a bunch of strengths versus strengths. I'm going to sneeze. 
God bless you. It's a whole bunch of strength versus strengths. What the 49ers do good, stopping big plays. That's what the Chiefs are better than anybody at. What the 49ers are good offensively at is is manipulating your defense and getting you to give away free information is something the Chiefs are very good at not doing. Whenever that happens, and I have a situation like that, I always just default to who's a better offense. So I'm picking the 49ers. I'm joking. <laughs> Um, I, I just think I just think it I think it's going to be back and forth I mean I, I, Mahomes I, has never lost a game by more than seven points yeah, I, I don't want back and forth yeah, it's I, scary I, I think I just I just think both teams are just too good I think this is the toughest matchup for either team on both sides this will be the hardest matchup for the Chiefs offense all year and this will be the hardest matchup for the San Francisco defense all year same goes for the other side of the ball, just based schematically on what they do. I, I just think it's just too much. I just think you you simply cannot hold – you simply can't hold down an offense that has a quarterback that can throw the ball to where there is nobody, and by the time the ball gets there, there is somebody. Mm. Like there just isn't anything you can do against it. So, I I just think it's too much. I think don't yeah, but how how many games have you picked right in the playoffs? I've picked every single San Francisco game right. Okay, that's good enough for me. <laughs> so I've picked every Chiefs, but here's the thing: I've picked every Chiefs game wrong. <laughs> to put it to you like this, my overall record against the spread. This year for San Francisco is fifteen and three. My record for Kansas City, um, I believe, is six and twelve. Oh God! So, <laughs> not that I'm superstitious. Your guess is as good as mine, Matt. I'm just a little I've been, I've been nailing the 49ers all year long. Mm. I knew when they were going to cover. I knew when they weren't going to cover. I've been dead ass wrong every time on the Chiefs. So, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm, what is it, Chiefs minus two? Yeah. My score was going to be 34 to 30. <laughs> so, I'm taking the Chiefs. Mm. Minus two and a half. Oh, God. Justin, uh, what do you think? Man. You may have a little bit of recency bias because you just saw this San Francisco team play your team. I like the Chiefs. And I think the reason why I like the Chiefs so much is that there's their defense has a newfound momentum. And... The, de- the defense has a turns. newfound momentum after they give up 14 points. Right. Once the defense gives up 14 points, like, all right, we got out of our system. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it was because they had all those trying to jump the snaps and gave away some big, like, then there's that third and 22 that defensive held when he didn't have to, gave him the first down. I was like, you guys doing this on purpose? Yeah. What's up here? Because right after all that shit happened, they turned into lockdown mode. Yeah. yeah. Titans only scored one more time over the course of the rest of the game. They've been doing shit like that since week 10. And I think the fact that they kick-started so late in the season um, tends to give you an advantage 
We talked about it peaking at the right time. Is mm-hmm. Kansas City peaking now? I both, think both I think teams Kansas peaked. City... At, I think both teams peaked at the right time. Because you got to remember, San Fran went through that little stretch where they were really injured and dropped like three out of five games. And a lot of people were like, "Like, all right, San Fran's done. Like, they're too injured. Jimmy Garoppolo can't win games." And then they ended up very similar to the Chiefs, right around like that week fourteen, week fifteen mark when everyone was healthy again. Everything started clicking again. Became dominant. And they both became dominant again. I guarantee you, if you went back to like week 14 on, I bet those two teams had the highest point differential of the games they played. I would be, I'd be shocked if they didn't. Mm. Or at least up there. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, it's fitting that they're the two teams that are in the Super Bowl. Because yeah. they peaked at the right time. Right, that's how at the works. right time. I think it's yeah, like, the Ravens who peaked way too They early. are the two best teams in the league this year. And I think that's I, I definitely agree. I, mean, I I think we're Baltimore's I think we're there, I think we're giving a disc- Baltimore at times we couldn't not give it to Baltimore just because they were beating the brakes off of everybody and they did beat the 49ers. And their only loss was to the Chiefs when we all kind of realized like okay, like the way you beat this Baltimore team is you just get up early as much as you can and there's not many teams better equipped to do that. In Kansas City. In Kansas City, because Kansas City is just like, all right, let's just throw all our haymakers early. And then at that point, we could just chill. We could just sit, let Lamar play into us, you know. And that's what happened. But I think Baltimore should. San Fran. San Fran was the best team. Corey's not here yet. <laughs> San Fran was the best team. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They were. They were the best team in the league this year. Well, yeah. Um, They're the most dominant. Yeah, they were the most dominant. They had the most impressive wins. Even Kansas City struggled at times. I mean, they're, thank that's you. Ha- that's what happens they're, with quarterbacks. Their, their struggles in the mid portion of the season were largely due to massive amounts of injuries. Yeah, I mean, same with the Chiefs though too. Patrick Mahomes was injured. They went two and one though during that stretch. Yeah, no, they got lucky. It's the boy. Corey's got raisin canes. First thing I eat three days because I've been sick. Oh no, sick. Corey been sick. Oh, I just ate a um, bunch of meatballs. Do so. you want this sticker? Okay, and then that's yours too. Wait, what stickers are they? They're for uh, Genhart's um, Wheel League. Wheel League. Oh, really? Yeah. That, yeah. That, do that's you a... want Do you want the Final Fantasy one? Kind of. Yeah. There. Oh, brother! Wait, that's a Final Fantasy football. Yeah. This is a Dark Mage throwing a football. I like this. Corey, who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Hopefully, no one. <laughs> we fi- <laughs> we figured that's what you were gonna say. So we've been geeking out about what, who, what we think is going to happen and who we think is going to win. Because I was like, Corey's not going to give a shit. So I'm so I'm glad I'm on brand with my answer. Yeah, okay. we basically said you didn't want anyone to win. <laughs> you wanted all your friends to be sad uh, last week, so yeah. I mean, who would I, you I'd rather? I'd rather Matt be happy than Krebs be happy. I guess Krebs is more mean to me with the Saints stuff. So, <laughs> well, who would you rather see more happy, Tom or Tobin? Because that's the other part of this you well, have to consider. I, I mean, if if Tobin, but Tobin, would Tobin, Tobin wouldn't happy? appreciate it. Yeah, would Tobin actually be happy? <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think he'd appreciate it, but he wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. I, All I, right. I think Tom would enjoy it. Kind of like when I went to Raising Canes and I tried to give them a fifty, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, this fifty's old, and I was like, that's the only thing I got, and they're like, okay, well here's your food, <laughs> and they gave me my fifty back. <laughs> <laughs> like I appreciated it but I didn't enjoy it because I was like you think I'm tr- trying to give you fake money like I work with money I know what money is 
I know what the concept of money is. <laughs> so did you just get Raisin Cane's for free? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. They just didn't want to take the... They probably just didn't have the change. They just wanted to make some kind of excuse. I'm sure they had the... I can't believe I'm they sure just... they had... Forty dollars in their cash register. You just you, you just walked surprised. out with ten dollars of raisin canes for free because they didn't want to break a fifty or whatever, yeah. or they thought that you were a copy fitter, yeah. Counter- counterfeiter, fitter? copy fitter, I counterfeiter. Sh- I shaved my head and they're like, "Well, this guy's shady as fuck." <laughs> um, we basically all agreed that it was going to be the Chiefs. We I, I don't I don't think it's clear cut by any stretch. Oh, not at all, not at all. Um, this is going to be probably a really hard game. I think it's going to be a really good Super Bowl. Oh, it's going to be great. It's I'm, I'm very excited for everybody outside of two people in this room. Yeah, so we're probably going to be stressing out the entire. Time. Yeah, I'm going to be enjoying the fuck out of myself. I'm very I mean, excited. I'm going to be stressing out the entire time. I just asked Corey what it was like watching that Chiefs game with me. Yeah, it was. Tell, walk, walk, walk us through what it was like watching a Chiefs game with me, Corey. I've never seen somebody injure themselves watching a football game. <laughs> oh, I've seen it once with Matt before. What, he injured himself? Yeah, he was like limping and like sore and like back was all stiff afterwards. He was like, Madness, but he was going in during the game. He's the most passionate. It is, you love to see it. It's, it's a... You ever get to watch a, a Chiefs football what game with Matt? It's a delight. Is that what your dad's like? Is that like? Did you learn it from him? Uh, probably. He's amplified though. Is he? Yeah. I kind of want to just be a fly on the wall. <laughs> I wish. I wish it was a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl because then I get to then I would get to infiltrate the Dustman household. It's it's certainly and something. When they finally got to play, they were about to play in the regular season. I was like, all right, it's time to infiltrate the Dustman household. And then Pat Mahomes wasn't going to play, and I was like, I don't even care now. It was. I mean, it's certainly interesting. I like. I got home that night. And my dad had a voice, but didn't really have a voice. I was like, "So how'd you do, Dad?" Well, I was calm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're a fucking liar. Because <laughs> he said it with a smile on his face, like I was calm, and kind of gave me that smug ass grin. Like, no, you weren't. No, you so, were just like me. So I want to know. I already asked Matt, yeah. but Matt, Matt had the. Matt couldn't see himself during that moment. What What was Matt's Reaction to the fake punt. I don't remember. <laughs> like, I might have been playing pool at the time. <laughs> I was playing. You're playing pool at that. Well, by that point, the game was basically over. We thought it was over. We thought. What? Well, I mean, it was. I wish it would have been in a watch. That was. It was like Justin's brother Josh was like, "No, you're fine, man. You guys are gonna win. It's okay." I was like, "You don't understand. <laughs> you know how many times this would be just another notch in the? I can't believe Kansas City lost a home playoff game like this." Belt. A oh, poor Josh. He just wants to see you happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's like, Matt. It's okay. They're up by 18. They're gonna win. Did you just watch him score in three plays, Josh? Did you just watch us go three and out and punt the ball back to them, Josh? Did you watch Damian Williams step out of bounds? God damn it, Damian Williams. I, th- I don't think Matt's ever been more mad at Damian Williams than that moment. I mean, I watched him like running to the sidelines. I was like, no, 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 no. I was just like, why? You know, like, it's like one of the times I got to look at my phone while I was working. And I was like, why should you do that? <laughs> I, the Pat's 60 yard run or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a good play. But I hate seeing it because the tackling is so piss poor at the end and oh my like, god and I'm just like uh, it just it's just terrible like for a Chiefs fan I'm sure it's like great to watch oh, yeah. but like as a football fan I'm just like 
Because they it's were trying so cr- to strip the ball instead of tackle, it's so which crazy. they almost got. I was I was looking at one of the angle shots from of that play. As Mahomes is falling into the end zone, like right before he gets to the goal line or as he's crossing the goal line, someone was able to get a still shot of him like as he's falling to the ground where like he's not holding the ball. <laughs> the ball is like in the air. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like let's say I was bread basketing the ball. Like, you know, the ball would, like, let's say my phone's the ball and, like, bread basking him like this. It looked like this. It looked like Mahomes was, like, hoop-arming the ball because the ball was touching nothing but air. So, like, they got the ball out, but somehow Mahomes got it back. Like, as he's falling, he, like, managed to pull his arm close back to his body and pull the ball back in. And- yes, because the ball was out. The ball was out. <laughs> I need to I need to see if I can find that angle because you, you don't, like. That's impressive. Pat ended up with it, though. He did. He did. He so, ended up with it. What we're going to transition into, um, not that not that the Super Bowl isn't a big deal, but I wanted to get Corey's input because we did it on the deep cut. We could go through it again um, if we want to. So, football season's over. Yeah. Well, almost over. What did you learn this year? Saints are cursed. <laughs> it took you this year to realize that? How are they? <laughs> cursed, uh... I'm probably never going to see them win another playoff game. Cursed how? I'm probably never going to see them play win another playoff game. I mean, they're probably going to win one next year. They're not, you would tell me they're not going to make the playoffs next year? They will. Yeah. They'll, they'll get bumped in the first round for the first game they play. That's what that's what uh you you put the you put the kibosh on yourself when you yeah. said that the 49ers weren't going to win a playoff I game. That, I put that own evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you, you did. <laughs> um, Justin, did, I know we, if you would think of a different. One. What did you, what did you learn this year from football season? I, I, I said I said a, a snarky comment about CTE before. <laughs> no, I learned about football this year is that uh, I learned that. Uh, uh, hopping on the Derrick Henry train too early wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, you humped, you hopped on it real early, and it still... I mean, it took a little while for the train to leave the station. But once it did, man... Man. Like one of them Japanese boat trains. I was on it last year, and then he had 13 games with under 60 yards. Yep. I was like, well, fuck this, Tennessee sucks. And then, I don't know, they just decided not to. <laughs> they decided to start Ryan Tannehill. <coughs> Apparently, I changed everything somehow. Was that I mean, it? Still, like Derrick Henry, so. pretty much the whole time. But I just think they decided. I don't think it was they decided to start Tannehill. I think it was they decided to bench Mariota. Yep, I think it's a big part of it. Mariota bad. Yeah, he's certainly not great. Rumors of him going to the Saints next year. Was a backup. Mm-hmm. Backup Teddy. I don't know. Or if, if Drew doesn't well, come if, back, if Drew comes back, probably not keeping Teddy. Teddy. Right. If I don't think there's a situation where we don't take keep Taysom, but there's a possibility that we don't. I I, I feel like feel like they're gonna make sure to keep Taysom. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty integral part of their fucking scheme now. I less feel like gets a starting offer because I think. In those situations, it's either we have Drew or we have Teddy. Yeah. So one of those are gonna, one of those two guys are gonna start. If it's Teddy, then maybe he decides not to sign. Yeah, I mean he's a restricted free agent, so Saints can 
choose to match it. But if he gets a starting offer somewhere, we, there's no reason. Like, we can't afford to match it. Because that means we have $21, or $21, million, $21 of dead cap. $21? Of dead cap to Drew Brees. Or $23 million, something like that. So if Drew retires, we're going to be fucked for a couple of years. So you kind of just need Drew to just play out. Yeah. But I think I think that happens. I think the dead money happens no matter what when he retires because we just kicked that can, kept kicking the can down the road. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so. Eventually you're going to trip on the can. Yeah. If you keep kicking it. Matt, what did you learn this year? God, dude. I don't know. I learned that a drink of water after 50 years is pretty good. <laughs> Tell me you haven't drank water in 50 years? Nah, dude. Nah, man. Not that water. Not this, not that, not the holy water. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know, man. I don't know. Did you learn to stay away from Kool-Aid? Well, for sure. I, there's thing the way, NFL's just changing, man. The way you know what I saw this year? Running attacks being dominant again. You see more running teams getting success all of a sudden. It's almost like the more for the defense changing again. And even the teams that um are leading the league in rushing aren't necessarily the teams that run the ball the most. Right. They're just the teams that do it. Nobody. Passing the ball Better, isn't like always more efficiently than passing everybody. the ball isn't always the best. You could have, you could be leading the league in passing and not make the playoffs. Jameis Winston, Dak Prescott, you know, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, and there was another player. I think it was like, Jared Goff. You have all these passing yards because you're playing from behind, throwing yeah. the ball fifty times. Uh, learned. I mean, with all the Warren Sharp stuff, just. The way analytics are being used more in football, and how they're when they're ignored, you see what happens, Freddie Kitchens, or uh, Anthony Lynn. Mm-hmm. I learned. Fuck the Browns. If yeah, that's, that's that's not a thing you. That's what I learned. You, I think you were born with that. Yeah, I was. Born <laughs> he was with bored with fuck the Browns. Um, no, I learned about the wound saying fuck them. I learned that. You know, maybe, maybe I, I, I should have, I don't know, been a little more thankful to have at least a decent quarterback on my team <laughs> because I have a hard time believing that Pittsburgh wins only eight games if Ben Roethlisberger plays all year with how good our defense played and how it kept us in games. And how it almost won us games at times. And I know I trash Ben a lot. And I know Ben's not very, not nearly as good as he was previously. And we lost a lot of weapons. But I just can't imagine that eight games would have been the final end of that season. And now I don't know what's going to happen. Because now we don't have a pick until the second round. Because we drafted Minka Fitzpatrick with our first round pick. I mean, not a bad pick. I mean, that was yeah, not a bad it's pick. a pretty good pick, yeah, I guess. But um let's 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 wrap this up. Well not wrap this up, but I wanted I wanted to like wrap that part, that little thing up with. So if you all have been listening to us uh this whole season, what I want you to do right now 
as I want you to, after I'm done explaining what I want you to do, don't do this immediately because then you're not going to hear the rest of the instructions and you're going to be really confused. Um, I want you to pause this episode and I want you to go back to the episode before week one. So I want you to go back. How many episodes would that be? Like 20? I can tell you exactly what episode to go back to right now if you give me just a moment. Oh, yeah. Go back. Go ahead. And, and as Justin's looking that up, just I want you to go back to the episode where it was right before week one and three of us were optimistic that our teams were going to be good. Um, the only person not being optimistic was probably, I don't know, maybe Matt. Probably you. Probably me, actually. It might have actually been me. Oh. Um, I mean, I think you would have been like, yeah, we're going to fucking win 10 games. I'm going to hate it. I did think I think it did say that. Yeah, we're going to win 10 games and I'm going to hate it. Like, along the, like it's you're you're pes- you you weren't uh, you were optimistic in your team's success, but you were pessimistic about liking it. Yeah, that was it. I can't believe I actually like why do I like this team? Why do I even bother cheering for them? Because they succeeded, and I'm like, damn it, I hate it. Anyway, I want you to go back specifically to that episode for the reason being, I want you to listen carefully to that episode to the point where we're talking about Antonio Brown. Is it in August? Is it August? Is it, was it in August? We yeah. We started talking about him? You, you could go to episode 51 and on. We started talking about yeah. Antonio Brown. So episode 51, go back to that point and listen to some of the stuff that was going on with Antonio Brown back in August. So I want you to go to do that, and you have the episode paused here. Okay, now you're back. Antonio Brown's in jail right now. So just imagine, <laughs> imagine. Put, put that in a bubble. Put that in a bubble. <laughs> Think about where we started this year with Antonio Brown and where we're ending. Antonio Brown is currently in jail for felony yeah. burglary and assault charges. Yeah. And how did exactly did he get there, you ask? Well, ah, uh, well. Oh, you're talking about the Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, dude, he told that ball was out of his hands. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, wow. And he gets it back. And he got it back on that run. It's anyway, that boys, run. I needed to interrupt you there because it's time. What's it's it time, time for? The Chubby Report's back, baby. We're back, baby! Welcome to the Chubby Report. I oh, this, missed you. This this reminds me that it's almost the off season and I'm sad. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> just too much to talk about during regular season for Chubby Reports. Most. Oh yeah, we do Chubby Reports when there's no actual games to talk about. So yes, Antonio Brown in jail. What did this fucker do besides get CTE? Oh my god. <laughs> I'll let you know, boys. CTE, a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, that's what we said earlier. <laughs> we weren't even there for that. We actually said that. Oh, man. Antonio Brown faces one count of burglary with battery, one count of burglary of an unoccupied conveyance, and one count of criminal mischief for less than $1,000. So how did those charges get set? Well... In his home in Florida, he hired a mover to put some, put some stuff in his house. And the mover did it. And then a guy like, well, you going to pay me? And Tony Brown's like, nah. <coughs> nah, dude. That's like, no, you got you to gotta pay me, bro. And he's like, nah. And then his trainer shows up. 
And he's also like, nah. And the truck, the mover leaves. Comes back. Like, dude, I really need my fucking money. And then they just beat the shit out of him and take his money. Hmm. Yep. That's, um... He kept more goods from Antonio Brown and then refused to release them until he was paid the $4,000 he was owed. And that's what triggered Brown to attack him. Um, so that's a crime. Yep, he threw a rock at a truck as he was driving away, and then after he came back, um, he tried to charge Antonio Brown an additional $850 for damage. And then that's when Brown assaulted him. So the first time, he's like, give me $5,000. Tony Brown was like, no. The guy's like, all right, fuck you, drove away. And Tony Brown threw a rock at his truck. He came back, he's like, all right, you owe me $5,000, and you threw a rock at my fucking truck. And then Antonio Brown beat the shit out of him. Hmm. This is all after he moved a bunch of furniture in his house and Antonio refused to pay him. Right. This is not the first time that we've seen Antonio Brown just randomly refuse to pay for shit. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a time before he had a dispute with with, uh, with the gym because he refused to pay them. Isn't he Mr. Big Check? Yeah. Mr. Big Chest? Uh-huh. That's that. Looks like a little baby chest to me. Oh, we got a little Even baby chest. Even though the suicide prevention jacket he was wearing while he was at his court here, he made his chest look pretty big. Damn, dude. He really said, I ain't killing myself today. Well, he made they pretty damn sure of it. He's out on bond right now, but he is uh, currently uh, being forced to go through psychiatric evaluations along with frequent drug tests and surveillance. The only thing that we could pray out of this, boys, is that he comes out of this okay. And he goes back to Pittsburgh. And then, uh, no, I don't think you want him to play football again. <laughs> This is after his agent, who was man, he was going to bat for him. Yep, dropped him and said, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be your agent until you get help." Yeah, uh, those three charges, three charges could result in uh, life in prison for him. He's which, got money though; he's not gonna get those life charges in prison. are tacked on to set up for a plea bargain. That's usually how that works. Yeah, but also. But it's, it's Antonio Brown going to... Our system sleep. is broken. Oh, yeah. It's, it's heavily broken. Oh, yeah. It's heavily broken. And Antonio... Like I said, Antonio Brown has a shit ton of money, so he won't... He probably won't see jail time. I think it'd be interesting he'd, to... He'd be forced to go to a facility, probably. Yeah, he'll probably... He probably wouldn't go to, like, a normal... Yeah, he'd be going to a mental health... Yeah, he wouldn't be going to, like, a... He'd a, be going to the Wolf of Wall Street prison. Yeah, yeah. he'd go into the Wolf of Wall Street prison. Yep. He's where they feed his. you, like, filet, and they take care of you, and... You play tennis. You play tennis, yeah. You powder your butt. <gasps> I want someone to powder my butt. You get a bidet. Bend over, baby. Ooh. Ooh, I'll bend over. You powder my butt on stream. That's against TOS. Stream, that's a TOS. TOS. <laughs> uh, bot, maybe, bot, maybe, bot. maybe Twitch TOS. But you could, you could uh, butter my butt on YouTube. What if we disguise his butt? Like, sure. <laughs> what if we, what if we disguise his butt? I mean, like if a I Jack keep S3? my butt in my Ooh. pants, if I keep my butt in my pants, and you just butter my pants. <laughs> oh, that'll be fine. Yeah, we could do that. All right, very good. <laughs> butter pants. Name of the episode. Mm. Butter pants. Butter pants. <laughs> Or 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 ten dollars of free raisin canes. <laughs> bless you, Matt. Unappreciated raisin canes. <laughs> Unappreciated yeah. free raisin canes. Speaking of blessing things. Oh no, no. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Corey doesn't want to hear this story. No. So, the New Orleans Saints are going to court. And why you ask? Oh. Well, they were trying to keep the public from seeing hundreds of emails that show team executives doing damage control for that area's Roman Catholic Church uh, cover-up 
to try to cover up uh, a sexual abuse crisis. They were trying to help cover up priest molestation. They were now. This isn't like the entire organization. Obviously, he was the owner. Yeah. It was a bad look for the owner. Bad, bad look for the owner. So, attorneys are about two dozen men suing the church, saying court filings that the 276 documents they obtained through discovery show that the team, whose owner is devoutly Catholic, aided aided that church in New Orleans in its pattern of practice concealing its crimes. Is what the alleged, that that's the the compass of the lawsuit. That's what is alleging. 276 people. Do you remember a couple months ago when the Pope? Tweeted about the Saints, but not actually about the Saints. With the Jacksonville game. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? No. Uh, refresh me. The Pope made a tweet about, like, Bless our Saints or ble- something. Bless our Saints. But he did hashtag Saints, so the floor delay, like, <laughs> came up on it with it. Oh, uh, no. That was the wrong kind of blessing, huh? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Corey. Well, you can see we're cursed, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean this, this is just a continuation, I guess. Let's um, get a new owner. Have Drew Brees be the owner. The, the Saints have come out... Or the Saints' stance on it is that uh, they were just advising the... Uh, the archdiocese to be open and clear about what was going on with, you know, the sexual assault charges... So, I don't know. It's it's that's going to be really hard to prove in court. We'll see what happens. They, they better have some transcripts. Um, yeah, the court state's attorneys are alleging that that's outrageous. That's not what's happening, and they're going to have to defend that in court. We're going to see what happens. Um, it, this is very weird. It's gross. Yeah, this is you do not see this happening, especially with the NFL team relating to a church. I know. This is like their owner is very very on, Catholic. on a scale on a scale of one to Dan Snyder. Yes, yeah, where do we this rank is pretty this? Pretty Dan Snyder. I don't know. Underneath, a little under. Well, I wouldn't say underneath Dan Snyder. It's up there with Dan Snyder for all the shady shit he's done and all the terrible things, the decisions he's made. We're not changing our team name. I mean, okay, I guess, sure. And this is a deep jubby report. It's got some heavy hitters. For the for the first one back. Yeah. We got some shit. We got some deep... Uh, do you have anything on there about Des Bryant? I do, actually. Uh, that's uh, We can do that one next. Okay, yeah. Because I, I, I was going to bring up something that. about Des Bryant. I have Eli after that. We'll talk okay. about Des first. Okay. So, Des Bryant coming out saying, I'm still, I'm still trying to play football. There's three teams I want to play for. And here's the quote. My dream goals... I want to suit up in the blue and silver, the black and gold, or the black and purple. You know what teams those are. It's actually it's actually Pittsburgh, but yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure. What's the black and purple? Ravens. Oh, Ravens. Ravens. Oh, duh. Yeah. So these Cowboys, Steelers, Ravens is what he's saying. Damn. And then he already had. To, he probably doesn't want to go back to play for the Saints because he had like his chance and he got hurt. <laughs> I still think he wants to play for the Saints. It'd be cool. He, he probably does. I mean, I mean, imagine. He probably, most wide receivers probably want to play for Drew Brees. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, like, damn. <laughs> There's not much uh, 
don't know, catching a touchdown pass from Drew Brees at this point's like, I mean, the only person really catching touchdown passes is Michael Thomas anyway. So and Jared Cook and Jared Cook, and yeah, Taysom Hill, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Taysom Hill's going to be throwing him and catching him pretty soon. Be throwing him to himself. Oh no, reliving nightmares. I'm glad you Bad. had the Des Bryant thing in there. I thought that was really funny. He's like, I want to play for three teams: the Cowboys, Steelers, Steel- slash Steelers slash Saints, because we don't know because the Steelers have traditionally been called the black and gold, but they're not; they're black and yellow. I think, I think he's hip enough. To associate the Steelers to the Wiz Khalifa song, he would have said black and yellow. Okay, I, I agree with that. There's that's no other black and yellow team, right? Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I mean, it'd be great to see him play well again. I don't know how capable he is of that at this point, but I mean, it yeah. seems like he's really staying in shape. It was never a matter of staying in shape for Des. It was a matter of his hands were trash and he wasn't fast. Goal line fades. Yep. yep. Hey, Des, how many gold line fades do you want to do a game? I don't know. Ten. Every time we get down there, three straight plays. Goal line fade. Okay, lads. About two years too late, Eli Manning has decided to retire. Thank God. (laughs) It's over. Good riddance, Eli. No more Mannings in the NFL. Woo! Done. They don't have any sons, do they? Oh, yeah. He's the... Arch, Archie, Archie Jr. Oh, the the youngest. Yeah, he's lighting it up in high school. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that at all either. He's, he's probably when he finishes high school, he's probably going to be the top recruited player. The man with two Super Bowls, but 117 and 117 record as a starter. Hey, he's going into the Hall of Fame. Is is to have his number retired? Number ten. Will be retired by the Giants. This has been announced. And everybody will be like, thanks, Eli, but please leave. <laughs> thanks, Eli. Entire city of you New York. You can go now. I mean, you like, put it, this, it, it puts a good book and on the way he was treated by the organization and the fans, which sometimes, which is a little weird considering like the notions New York fans are shitty. But like, he's getting a- actually a lot of love. And you compare it to like Philip Rivers, who's moved out of. San Diego back to Florida could be done. <laughs> Dude just like packed up and just, just moved like, to Florida. Like, Fuck this shit and just gone. And, and, and no one seems to care and everyone's giving him shit. I think that Phil that Rivers trade the- that trade back in the day just worked wonders mm-hmm. all the way throughout the career. Just compare and contrast. And mm-hmm. Phil Rivers did the big old Man, Eli won. We, we went on a big tirade in the first thirty minutes of this podcast talking about how hard it is to get to one Super Bowl and win a Super and Bowl. He had two in the Patriots era. And Eli won two Super Bowls in the Patriots. Era. Eli Manning Speaking is the reasons that. Tom Brady doesn't have eight rings. Speaking of Tom Brady, he did have a he, he tweeted about Eli Manning. Quote: Congratulations on your retirement and a great career, Eli. I'm not going to lie, though. I wish you hadn't won any Super Bowls. <laughs> I mean, this is fair. <laughs> I just like. I think Tom Brady's funny on social media. Like, he, he really is. is. I, think he, I think he's very self aware. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, incredible. Yeah. He's a smart guy. Uh, you know, it's just. Go around the table. Eli Manning deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, yes. Corey. Oh, uh, sure. Kind no. Of. Justin. What's up? Eli Manning, Hall of Fame, yes, nay. No. Why? Because he has 117 
117 record as a starting quarterback. He led the league in interceptions like three times. Yes. Yeah, but he won, he won two, two Super Bowls. Well, I'm so glad. As a six seed, beating the 18 and 0. And and, and 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 I'm sure you've seen videos and stuff other people. It's not just that he beat the 18 and 0 Patriots. The the teams he beat in the playoffs on the way to the Patriots. And 49ers, Packers, Seahawks beat them all. Playing like statistically some of the best football he's ever played in his career were in those two postseasons. What was it? The best Cowboys team Romo ever had and then the 14 and 2 Packers and then the I can't remember who they beat in the NFC Championship game that year on the way to beat Well, they beat the Saints once, they beat the Seahawks once. Yeah. They beat the Cowboys once or twice. They beat the Packers twice. He spent the vast majority of his career being mediocre at best. Look, here's my here's here's do I want him to go to the Hall of Fame? No. Will he be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, he'll be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I used to work with a kid who used to tell me that there should be like ten people in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean, fair, <laughs> I guess. And I'm like, what do you I think there should be a set number of spots. You had to vote to kick one out to put one in. I mean, yeah. it is still really hard. How many people are in the Hall of Fame right now? Hundreds. Let me let me see how much it is. Let me let me. Let me. How many people do they get a year? Eight. Not even sometimes. Uh, how many people are in the NFL Hall of Fame? Three hundred twenty-six. You know that's three hundred too many. Just 26 people? Yeah. I think you get five from each position, including coach, quarterback, or coach, owner, and GM. I heard an interesting idea that, like, you have the coaches have a separate Hall of Fame. Is it, though? Like, coaches and owners? Is it, though? Because the NFL's been around for 100 seasons. Yeah. And 326, that's an average of three people a season. Do you want to know what? I changed my mind. You know how many people should be in the Hall of Fame? 52. Okay. Make a whole team? That's it. One coach. All right, man, whatever. You just put Bill Belichick. The Hall of Fame is supposed to be the best of the best. There can't be 326 best of all times. They're not always just the best of all times. They're sometimes best in that era. And again, it's on average barely three teams a year, three team, three players a year make it. You all see that heartbreaking video of Drew Pearson not making the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. He's the only person on the all-decade team of the 80s that hasn't gotten in yet. Well, maybe should have been better. Damn, Jesus. Ouch. Speaking of ouch. <laughs> that knocked Matt's glasses off I said that. Which has, I just want you guys, this is a more of a visual gag, but we'll be able to put it on Twitter later. I just want you guys to look at this picture of Marty Cooper at the Pro Bowl. He looks like he wants to die. That's <laughs> because he's pooping. This, I wrote this in the shopping report. Oh my so God. Mari he's miserable. Pooper. What happened? To be fair, there's never been a picture of him smiling. Yeah, really. I know. I, I noticed that. He's he's kind of like a. I, I refer to him as the Vince Staples of the NFL. <laughs> he's even stable smiling. Hot oh. take. Um, Amari Cooper's not a cowboy next year. Oh yeah, that's the next thing I was going to get to. Not only did Amari Cooper look like he wanted to die in the Pro Bowl, <laughs> but he also uh, looks like he wants to end his career as cowboy. Um. 
he's claiming that the, that the coming up free agency won't be won't all be about money for him, but you know he's looking to get paid. He's looking to spring ball off of that number one look for Dak. I don't know why he should be getting paid when he's not even good enough to be on the final play of the most meaningful game of the year against Philadelphia. Yep. Yikes, he said it. Yep. You just took that take out the oven. Charlie, I don't think anybody else is going to want to pay him, for being honest. Nah, someone... Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Someone will pay him. Not as much as he wants. Uh, That's... Nah, he's going to get paid. We have... Me and my other football friends have a theory that back in college... Amari Cooper was trying to uh, just try to get a CPA. And Nick Saban kept tricking him onto the football team. Oh, yeah. You told us this theory. Yeah. He, Amari Cooper wanted to go work for his family at Cooper, Cooper, Cooper and Associates. Oh, yeah. We had this whole story. Yeah. Fad pod lore. Yeah. And he just kept getting tricked <laughs> into playing. <laughs> because Nick Saban was like, hey. <laughs> you want to be an accountant? You know how much school costs. And Amara Cooper's like, yeah. He's like, well, you signed this line, you get it for free. And Cooper's like, hell yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, I'll see you at 4 a.m. for practice. And Cooper's like, what? <laughs> and then they go to the championship game. And Cooper's like, all right. We did it. I finally get to finish my CPA. And Nick Sam's like, hold up. He signed a he signed a couple year year deal here. And Cooper's like, Well, we added again. <laughs> and then season two started. <laughs> Is this gonna get turned into a sitcom? Because it sounds yeah. like it should. Yeah, and then you know, everything goes... Oh, man, this is so much funny. This is, <laughs> this is so much funny. This I will, so it's, it's like, I remember losing it the first time you came up with this, <laughs> but it's still, like, funny. I don't know. Yeah. And so then he, he gets he gets to the next season, and then some shady guy named Roger... Badell <laughs> came up to him and wearing nothing but a trench coat and a brown fedora. Nothing underneath it, huh? Nothing. Oh Jesus Christ! He uh, he had it open. He had a clothes like this, and he's like, "Hey, Coop, how would you like to make millions of dollars?" And Coop was like, "You know how well my finances are. I I have very well knowledge of finances." <laughs> and Goodell goes like. Sign right there. <laughs> and Amara Cooper's like, you know, I can't turn down this po- this opportunity to increase my finances. <laughs> Think about the expansives we can do for Cooper, 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 and Associates. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he gets a call from a guy with a bad haircut. And he's like, can't wait to see you on the team next year. And Cooper's like, yeah, can't wait to be with back, back with my family, my my original team, just, you know, counting for everybody's finances. <laughs> and he's like, no, this is Mark Davis. You're going to play football for us next year. And Cooper's like, well, we had it again. <laughs> oh, God. Now he's just trying to get through his rookie deal so he can't get God again. He's not going to sign another one? Nope. I just need to get through my rookie deal, man. 
Can't leave that money on the table. <laughs> Here's a weird one for you. Lamar Jackson secured trademarks for the following phrases. Big trust. Trust. Just trust. Not big trust. Oh. Just trust. Not bad for a running back. And you are going to get a bowl out of me. Believe that. He trademarked that whole phrase. You get a bowl out of me. Believe that. Trust. They got a pro bowl out of him. Yeah, <laughs> they did, that's the only ball they got. He got beat in the throwing accuracy competition by Jarvis Landry. <laughs> oh, my God. Did he really? Yes. Yeah, he did. Did you see Russell Wilson just annihilate everybody in it? Oh, my God. I mean, he's, he's did you see Mitch Trubisky not able to throw a ball over a wall? <laughs> <laughs> well, he could get the ball over the wall, but he couldn't, like, get it to, like, his receiver. Mm. Oh, that was really funny. Oh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans probably still like, my hams hurt. Oh, my hams. Yeah, it's Mike. It's not like it was like John Brown he was trying to get the ball to. It was Mike Evans. Couldn't even get Mike Evans the ball behind a wall. No, Russell Wilson, like, tearing it up was like, oh, my God. That was scary. He's, like, better than everybody else. So it's like. He's the best deep ball thrower in the league. Yeah. Statistically. I mean, yeah. So. That's why why he has receivers he has. Yeah. He's building around that. Not building around the fact that they still run the ball 35 times straight up the middle into a <coughs> into nothingness, basically, which irritates me. So, I got a couple more for you. I know this is a long job of your report, but it's my first one back. And a lot of news happened in the last week, strangely enough. I mean, there was no football, and a lot of teams are done playing. Right, so a lot more stories. So a lot of weird up. shit's going on. This is a rekindling of an old story. Oh, okay. But, uh, just recently, uh, Donovan McNabb was on Bleacher Report's Untold Stories, and still, still, talking shit about Terrell Owens. Excuse me? Still, won't stop. Why? Won't stop. Why? Now, now he's, now he's still going on like, oh, T.O. was a shit teammate. Well, everybody, everybody, he was bringing pizza and stuff to practices, and everybody's like, what the hell is this guy doing? And like he just was going on about him again. And he won't stop. That he like divided the team mm-hmm. and despite so many other players on that team saying the exact opposite. Yeah, maybe you should uh That's because they just like the pizza. <clears throat> I mean anybody most people would like, Donovan McNabb's in the right here. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of mixed reports about what happened to TO with TO, I should say. Across different, it's it's you. No one's ever gonna know because it's. It just seems like it was two guys who hated each other. Yeah. And then uh, Toc perfectly fine to drop this ship. McNabb. Well, because McNabb isn't in the Hall of Fame yet, and McNabb just doesn't have anything else better to do with his time. Yep. Than to just trash Terrell Owens all the time. So. And Terrell Owens just like came out after that and was like, man. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, what do you want me to say? Were you, did you ever see the video um, of Terrell Owens going on first take and saying that Max Kellerman was more black than Stephen A? Yeah, I just see that. that happened. That, what the fuck? Good boy. That was a thing. Good boy. What a, what a character both of those people are. Yeah, I know, That's right? That's probably why they hate each other's guts. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, uh, I, got, I got the Pro Bowl stuff right in here. We already did that. I was going to talk about how bad Trubisky was. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah. So, I'll I, lay it on me. I was just 
Mr. Trubisky can't throw over a wall. <laughs> that was the story. I mean, I watched that video and I laughed harder I, after I every laughed throw. Until I cried, especially <laughs> as a Packers fan. Do you know That's he, the future of the band? You know he was trying he so hard too. He was like, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it just blocks <laughs> the wall. He's like, <laughs> Mike Evans is trying so hard. To like bail him out, like, oh, dude, man, I got you, I got you, bro. Oh, Miami, oh, Miami. You see who my quarterback is? I got you, bro. Is that Marcus Lattimore? Fuck that dude. <laughs> so, speaking of the Pro Bowl, the Athletic did a uh, quick survey: thirty-two players at the Pro Bowl, asking them questions, like, should the NFL test for marijuana? 59% of them said no. So there's still 31% of the players that believe that they should test for nar- marijuana. Mm-hmm. That's uh, interesting, actually. It's pretty they, close to the consensus of the U.S. in general, actually, which is interesting. They wanted to uh, know who you think the most underrated players were, uh, both on offense and defense. Uh, a player that got three votes, which, just for context... These are people at the Pro Bowl, so it's not like this person, at least, was just getting votes from his own players. Uh, Kyle Hischek from the 49ers mm-hmm. got the most votes at three, saying that he's the most underrated play- offensive player in the he's NFL. Like literally the best blocker of the NFL, probably. <laughs> Plus, he has good hands, and he's athletic. You know, It's, it's wild, dude. It's wild how good he is. Uh, but these following four players got uh, two votes each. Uh, Devontae Adams... Nick Chubb, Julian Edelman, and Cortland Sutton. I love me some Cortland Sutton. Oh, yeah. Love me some Cortland Sutton. He's on fire this year, man. And then the following offensive players all got one vote. Robbie Anderson, John Brown, Anthony Costanzo, Jared Cook, Taysom Hill, Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton, Juwan James, Jarvis Landry, Debo Samuel, Joe Staley, Juwan Taylor, and Marshall Yonda. I thought the final one was going to be some like off the wall, like crazy one. I, I agree with most of those. I feel yeah. like those are a lot of players that no one really talks about. That they're all like, especially Uzcheck. Yeah. I'm glad Uzcheck won because mm-hmm. Uzcheck's like really, really good, and he never gets any credit because he's a fullback. Yep. So he's amazing. He is amazing. And then on defense, Chandler Jones had three votes. It- Ah, Two more than anybody else uh, because the following had one vote. Adrian Amos, Geno Atkins, Shaq Barrett, Michael Brockers, Cheryl Casey, David Godchow. Godchow? I've never heard that name. I've never heard of that either. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, Joe Hayden, Cameron Hayward, Sam Hubbard, Jerry Hughes, Marlon Humphrey, Adoree Jackson, Grady Jarrett, Byron Jones, Carl Lawson, Tyron Matthew, uh, Whitney Merciless, Kevin Pierre-Louis, Logan Ryan, Justin Simmons, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, and T.J. Watt. Hey, T.J. Watt. You, you got one. I got one. You got one. He got one. Uh, they asked a coach you'd most like to play for. Andy Reid got four votes. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Pete Carroll also got four votes. Ooh. John Harbaugh, two. 
Kyle Shanahan, two. Mike Tomlin, two. Vrabel, two. Then you got Belichick with one. Joe Judge with one. Huh. Huh. Yes. <laughs> Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, Sean McVay, Bill O'Brien, Sean Payton, and Frank Reich. Huh. Best NFL city to travel to. Six votes. Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. It's a home game. You got four for Miami. Four for Seattle. Nashville with three. Kansas City with two. <gasps> Las Vegas. Las Vegas with two. Mm-hmm. And then you got Atlanta, Green Bay, Houston, New Orleans, New York, Phoenix, and Pick- Pittsburgh with one. Who wants to go to Green Bay? <laughs> It's cold, and there's nothing there. No, you can go to Applebee's. Ooh, great. Well, <laughs> well, then you got this one, which is the worst NFL city to follow to. Uh, ten people said Buffalo is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Shane. I want to grab every every player on the opposing team and throw them through tables. Oh, man. Cincinnati has four. Bill's Mafia Ravenous. Green Bay has four. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like I said, it's cold and there's nothing there. Oakland has four. Cleveland has three. Kansas City, New England, Seattle, and Tampa all have one. Yeah, well, two's greater than one. God damn it, just hit me, guys. This really does sound like I hate the Packers. Uh, he kind of does. Ten, ten did I tell votes you, for Did Buffalo. I tell you, or were you here the yeah, time yeah, yeah. when Angry was talking uh-huh. to me yeah, about it? told me that. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's just like, one of them. I'm like, no, man, what I just said. <laughs> but it's like, yo, know, I mean, it makes sense. Like, it's a great place if you're the home team. It's a great place if you're a historian for the NFL and you want to go walk around Lambeau Field. What's the great if you're Packers? <laughs> Other than that, it's just kind of a small town where there's a lot of cheese. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe there's a Denny's you can go to. Just go kill your own duck. And, Yeah. That's it. You're Wisconsin. <laughs> you are in Wisconsin. Go go cook up your own duck. When can we rename the Lombardi the Belichick? Ooh. In 10 years. What gets named after Belichick when he retires? Well, there's a stadium here named after him already. Well, it's his brother. It's his father. Father. My cat's a troublemaker. Knocking over the new mic stand. You box. know what's weird is he's he was born in Nashville. Belichick was. Was he? How did he end up in... In Struthers, Ohio? Yeah. (laughs) His daddy from here. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I wonder if he's ever going to come here and hire us all as assistants. Hopefully. I mean... For his high school team. If any of y'all listen to our quick playbook time with Kuiper and I last week at the end of the episode... Mm Mm-hmm. God damn. I want all of us to come up with some plays. Like, during one of our off-season episodes, we're going to craft the Fad Pod playbook. I have one already. <laughs> I'm not joking. I have, a, I have like, a collection of maybe, like, 30 to 50 plays that I've drawn up in, like, my spare time. never thought about how I would approach that. Good. You can try. Good. And do it anyway, and I think it'll be funny to see. Yeah, I want to see what you. Just, I want to. I just want to see. I'm going to throw the ball to this guy. And he's going to do a woo route. <laughs> just and there's, that there's no he's route. Do a loop de loo. He's going to do one of these guys. I'm like Justin. That's not a route. He's making a figure eight. He's going to do the Superman roller coaster from Six Flags. <laughs> 
Yeah, but on the second loop of the eight, he'll be open every time. The quarterback only needs 15 seconds to throw the ball. <laughs> I'm assuming all my offensive lines have only Quentin Nelson on them over and over again. Just the, the, the fusion of Quentin Nelson and Bakhtiari just together as five. Oh. Who <laughs> making me making my nippies hard? <laughs> Would you do that, Corey? I don't care. Mine's just gonna be like, all right, here's the inside zone run. <laughs> we, we, Man, Matt, Matt, and me were like breaking down, like, all right, now he's gonna go over here, and now he's moving this guy to make this guy like this, and he's gonna be open because of this, and instant pump fake off the snap to make the first read. If the read's not there. Pull the pump fake back. Look to the running back who went in for the block, but is now cutting out to the right. Mine's going to have... Is it only going to be offense? We can do defense. I can drop defense. We can make some defensive schemes. Are you gonna? I can't. <laughs> we can certainly try. I can, I can drop defense. We can uh, have... Uh, I'm going to have uh, the Y wide out. Motion inside. Inside zone run. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait for like the most convoluted pre-snap motion of all time. Inside zone run. I'm gonna have the I'm gonna have the running back who's in the backfield split out wide. Inside zone run. That's how I play Madden. Inside zone run until you're in a a long situation and then you gotta throw it. What type of throwing play do you have? Uh, usually play action. <laughs> Off an inside zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On third down. Yeah. After you, after two I've months successful right. rushing attempts. So I've seen... <laughs> I've seen our friend Dome play Madden before. He was down by 10 with like four minutes left. And he, <laughs> they just kept... This was before they had uh, Saquon Barkley. He was playing as the Giants. And he just, like, kept running the ball because it was there. So he'd get, like, 20 yards on each run. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And he ended up winning the game just from running the ball, like, 20 times in the last four minutes. They're like, he don't have enough time to run it again. He ran it again. <laughs> All right, this Nobody time. Nobody expects the 20th inside zone run. That's why you hit him with the 20th inside zone run. <laughs> In Madden 20, I play. I did a franchise where I was with Packers, of course, and then I I had a game where I blew out the Bears by only running play action on every single play. Oh my god! Madden, I threw out that silly. idea that like, what would happen in a game if you just ran play action every time you tried to throw the ball? Like, would the game would the defense eventually try to figure it out? And then by the time they figured it out, wouldn't you just run it? I mean, yeah, as long as you change it up. But like, yeah, I, <laughs> I just kept doing play action passes. <laughs> Every single fucking play. I think I want I want to do a Vad Pod franchise. Like Madden franchise? Yeah. When the uh, when the Super Bowl edition comes out for the new one, I'll buy it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I have to buy the Mahomes Madden. The Ma- the Mahomes Madden is right out. Now. Yeah, the one that's going right now. I yeah. have to finally buy Madden this year. He won't. He's not doing it yet because of the Madden curse. Yeah, no. If he buys it, it comes into fruition. Right. 
in yeah, this but, game, in yeah, the Super after, Bowl. Usually just around or like right after the Super Bowl, the, they put out the Super Bowl edition or whatever of Madden, and it's cheap. It's like 20 bucks. And it's like the final player rankings. Mm-hmm. Like it's where everyone finishes. Yep, and then you just... That, that, that's usually the Madden that I pick up because I get about $20 of that value with it. I play around with it for like a month and I quit. I mean, if you want to do just like the four of us doing a franchise, that'd be fun. Yeah. Just Fat Pop Boys franchise. Yeah, well, each our own respective teams. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a, not a lot of fun for me. You get that good defense. It's mad. It doesn't matter. You can go. Ben Roethlisberger. What am I going to sim the offense and play defense? The sim the That's def- basically what I did all year this year being a Steeler fan. Don't, don't the set defense. it up so Ben Roethlisberger will be back. Play the offense. At the end of the season. Wouldn't they? Is that usually what I they mean, do? Uh, if, it, if it's any. The four of us are really bad at Madden, Kuiper, so it's not like you couldn't beat us. Yeah. What are you going to do? Stop my inside zone run? You're not bad at Madden, Matt. Yes, I am. I mean, I know I'm bad at Madden. What do you mean I'm not bad at Madden? No, okay, here's here's me and video games. Here's here's me and my relationship with video games, all right? I am a jack of all trades to a fault. I am like decently good at any game that I want to pick up and put my time into, but I never get good enough. A jack of all trades, a master of none. And I fucking hate it. I wish I was a master of one video game. You're you're a jack of all trades, which means that there are three cards that are better than you. There's like three tiers of people. Better than me in every game. Right. Like, I'm, but I'm, there's ten that are worse than you. Yeah, well, that, it, it, that's great sometimes. You and the, you and like, the, I, I'm just good enough at Smash that I can beat casuals, but if I go to a tournament, I won't win a game. I'm just good enough at Madden. That I can beat some of my friends, but when I go to play online online ranked mode, I'm a 500 player and I get frustrated. I'm just good enough at Call of Duty or like first person shooters where my KD ratio is almost a 2.0. I'll say I'll hover between 1.5 and 2.0, but then when I play people that are like actually good, I'll go 0 and 20. Like I I can't like I just want to actually like be good good at something, you know. Well, you know what you're good, good at? Being a Chiefs fan. You're damn right! I'm good at playoff fantasy football also. I might win the playoff fantasy league. There you go. Hell yeah. You just pick your entire team? No, I did pick Pat Mahomes. (laughs) And he's got the most fantasy points in the playoffs. You're not going to win. Yes, I am. It's between me and my uncle right now. It's between you, your uncle, and me. You are 30 points behind me. No, I'm not. (laughs) Plus me and your uncle split... The one team. Yeah, but oh. that team is in the lead currently, but they have zero players left. I'm going to trade them Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have one more story in the jubby. Oh, nobody fucking care. Okay. What's the one story? It's about Alex Smith. Oh, what the Reports are coming out that he's going to come back in 2020. I hope he comes back. And play for Man. who? The who's, Seattle who's Dragons? All right, real quick. Who's oh. Alex Smith rooting for in the Super Bowl? Ooh. Ooh, Who's Elvis Gerback rooting for in the Super Bowl? Who's, Who's Joe- Steve Bono rooting for in the Super Bowl? Who's Joe Montana rooting for in the Super Did Bowl? You see, he posted a picture of uh, the two jerseys. He's guys like, you guys can clearly see who I'm pulling for. I'm I like, think, Joe, like, honestly, we know it's San Francisco. Like, I, 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 yeah. it's just, it's just stupidly weird how many ex 49ers quarterbacks played Wait, for Kansas City, dude. It's wild. San Francisco 49er quarterbacks. Kansas City is where the 49er quarterbacks go to die. Not really die. I mean. No, you should have pretty successful Yeah, they usually, they usually do pretty well. Yeah. So at some point, you guys are going to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. So I don't know what's going to happen to Pat. 
No, let's not. Let's not talk about <laughs> this. Right now. Um, we'll take Pat. Yeah, you trade Garoppolo for Pat? No, no, thank you. Um, I mean, I want to. I would. I just want to watch Pat for the next twenty years and be like, yeah, that's my boy. But the, the, anyway, the question I wanted to ask you guys is, what do you think would be a good landing spot for him if he comes back and like, and it is like a Teddy Bridgewater situation where he is ready to play for Alex Smith? Yeah, New England. Oh my God! Bill Belichick with Alex Smith yep. would wreck the league. Yep, that that's what I think too. Alex Smith is like Tom Brady; uh-huh. just he doesn't have as much clutch factor. But like Bill Belichick can mold that. Alex is a little more mobile than Brady. Yep, mm-hmm. he's just as smart. Well, I don't know if he'll be as mobile anymore with a broken leg. He's like he's not going to be broken while he plays. Yeah, but I, I Alex, I, I, I want Alex to be good wherever he goes. I want him to be good. I want him to be successful. I, like I love that man. Yeah. He's great for Kansas City. Alex Smith broke the curse. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, I think New England's the best landing spot for him. If Brady leaves, yeah, I, I can see them taking that chance on him. Yeah. That was, that was my immediate... The second you asked, that was my immediate thought. Mm-hmm. Same. Was New England. When, when I saw the report, that's immediately what I thought, too. It was like, oh, he'd be great in New England. And, like... Brady's Bill going, to the, Brady's going to the Chargers... Mm-hmm. Cam's going to Tampa. Cam's going to Carolina. <laughs> he's staying. Oh my god! All right, guarantee you so staying. Skip Bayless, king of hot takes, is because he's like a big Mahomes kind of like hot take artist. Did you all see his like a uh, tweet? Like the Chiefs are getting on my nerves. They've become awfully full of themselves. It's a dangerous game they're playing right now. Going to the Super Bowl against an extremely physical 49ers defense. More on undisputed now on FS1. Tyron Matthew replied. <laughs> of course he did. It says, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Tyron Matthew was on their show before the season started. That's so funny. Man, I, I'm loving uh, the whole the whole article about Honey Badger's new. He's actually called the landlord now. Did you did you see like no. he, his nickname is morphed into landlord? He kind of he kind of half coin opted for himself like Chief's Kingdom. He's the landlord of the kingdom. Oh my god! Because he's the landlord of our defense right now. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. he's he's been called landlord more than Honey Badger recently. That's well, dope. it sounds like he gives a fuck now. So I'm about it. I'm glad he gives a fuck. It's great. You love to see it. It's almost it's almost like he went to the Texans and be like, "Wow, Honey Badger can't play anymore." Like, no, he can. The Texans are just awful. And then he goes to the Chiefs where Spagnolo's like, hey, I'm going to use you in the way you need and want to be used. Which Spag. is like, yeah, which is like Troy Polamalu-esque. Mm-hmm. We're working on good. Spag. Love to see it. You know what else I'd love to see? Hmm. If you sub to us on Patreon. I would love, we just bought another new mic stand today. So now we have finally four new mic stands. Why are we buying a mic stand and not my Jimmy Butler heat jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Disproportional cost. Uh, we're going to be buying a new table <laughs> next. Uh, we're going to be moving to the new house next. Angry, you need well, yeah, to you need to DM Corey because he's waiting for you to start talking to him for those Patreon minutes you paid for. <laughs> you get to have a conversation with Corey. Call now. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk to Corey about whatever you want. You paid for it, so. He's <laughs> You're, you're gonna have to have a 24-hour conversation with him oh, this, this time two years from now. <laughs> Hop in the Discord. Oh man, uh, fucking yeah, dude, Patreon. 
We yeah. got money now. So to us on Patreon, uh, we'd appreciate all your support. Even if Dude, we had someone reach out to us to maybe get sponsorship. We might get sponsor money soon. We've been joking about sponsors for two years now. It's uh, we'll see what happens with that. There's, there's. Uh, we applied to. Can we I talk go into about full, what we applied to? For? I, I go, I go into full detail about it in the deep cut, which is where okay. I like to discuss the business level things for fat. Well, you have to pay if us. You want to know where that comes from? <laughs> in order to hear about the business side of things, you have to give us money. Well, if you're invested in it, you'd probably be more interested to hear about Woo! it. It, it was That's a true. very, it was a very creamy conversation. <laughs> there's your, there's your, there's your Patreon tease. <laughs> That's also my title of the episode. Uh, what? A, creamy... a very creamy conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Please follow us on Twitter at FADPOD. Cordy tweets some good stuff there. Don't don't follow us on Facebook. I speak this joke. Yeah, but no, 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 no. Still follow us on Facebook because my favorite thing in the world is uh, about once a week opening up Facebook to a notification that says, Football After Dark has three new views. <laughs> I'm like, someone's looking at us. Yeah. Last time we updated, it was when Kyper updated the beginning of the season. I was like, sorry, I'll update the page. <laughs> <laughs> no. Get the fuck off Facebook, you goddamn uh, Don't forget boomer. to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> We make this joke every time. Or we're like, let's, just, let's just rattle down like websites and social media accounts that we don't yeah. have. Uh, I'm, uh, tonight, I'm creating the FadPod Tinder account. <laughs> I can't use it. Yeah, Corey can't use it. Yeah, Corey's banned? Yeah, Corey's banned on Tinder. For no fucking reason. It's because of all those bots you were harassing. <laughs> you harassing the bots. Yeah. I'll make you guys a fur affinity page, too. No, thanks. <laughs> Bye, everybody. After this, we're going to have a Super Bowl winner, and it's either going to be Matt Dustman slash John Tobin's Chiefs or Thomas Schoen slash Jonathan Krebs' 49ers. Two people are going to be real sad. Well, Tobin's going to be sad no matter what. I really don't want Nick Wright to be happy. I don't either. What? What? <laughs> Something Nick about Nick Wright and the Chiefs. I want Nick Wright to be happy. Sorry, Nick Wright. Nick Wright, I love you.